Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're here talking about topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can also be lonely and isolating, which is another reason we're here to help make moms like you know that you're not alone. Now it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor and healthcare providers directly about any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about everything pregnancy and life as a mom. So grab your cold coffee and tea that's been sitting out for three hours and let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. I am Katie and this episode we are talking with Amanda, our resident C-section mama, and we are talking about 10 things that nobody tells you about in their C-sections. And it's pretty common to talk about or have people talk about what happens procedure-wise, but we're going to talk about things that you wish you knew before going into it. So hey Amanda. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, okay. You are the uh, the C-section mama in this group. You yeah. have had two scheduled C-sections and three babies out of as a result. That's right. So, let's hear what are some things that you and you did, let's just put it out there that you did a ton of research about C-sections. I researched everything to do with twins and C-sections and twin births. Um, I read books and books and books. I scoured the internet. I devoured everything. And there was still things that I didn't know would happen. Okay. So, so off, off the top, what is your first thing that you were shocked by, by having your C-sections? So number one, um, and this is one thing that you need to know about having a C-section is you need to stay medicated the whole time. And I had read this one before, but I always just feel that it's one of those things that I need to throw out there um, Mm -hmm. because you need to stay ahead of the pain. So for me, they told me I could take the medication every four hours, four to six hours, I believe it was. And so I set my alarm on my phone to take it every four hours because I could take it every four hours. So I didn't feel anything because I was medicated the whole time. So stay medicated. That's number one. Yeah, I have had a lot of I know some other people who have had C-sections and I will say that I've not heard anybody say stay as medicated as you did and those people <laughs> those people who did not stay as medicated had a lot of kind of healing complications or struggles I should say about around the pain and recovering from the pain well they just say like it's horrible like yeah. you know you were cut open and um, I know someone who was like, oh, my C-section was horrible. And I said, well, did you stay medicated? And she's like, no, I didn't didn't take anything. And I was like, well, that's why, you know, it was horrible. So as you and I have discussed, we don't like pain. So my whole thing <laughs> no, we was I didn't want pain. So I stayed medicated. Yeah. So and that's... staying medicated is not a weakness. That is a smart strategy to heal 
and recover massive surgery so that you can take care of yourself and your baby. Well, that, that was just it. Like, if I'm not doing well, I can't care for my child. So, and that that's always uh, a focus for me is, you know, mom's health, because if the mom's not healthy, like it could be mentally, it could be physically, mm-hmm. then, you know, then you can't help the baby. So then you need other other people to help you out or, you know, it just, it makes it so much harder when the mom can't um, be the mom, right? So um, by staying medicated, not only, you're right, are you you letting yourself heal, but because you're medicated, you can take care of your baby. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a win-win. Yeah. But, um, and I had read that one to stay ahead of the pain, um, but I, I just tell everyone, like, if you're having a C-section, remember to set your alarm and take your meds. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has their phone on them all the time, so that one uh, is kind of an easy one. Um, and speaking of phones, uh, whether you're having a, a natural birth or a C-section, don't forget to bring an extension cord for your phone because you, the plugs sometimes don't reach. So. so are you talking about like an orange one that we need to get from the hardware store? Exactly. Yeah. Not just like an interior one, right? That's what I brought with me just so that the phone would reach to the bed. But that was, like an, an, that was an aside. That doesn't <laughs> make or an extra, extra long uh, charging cord because like you can get those. Yeah. If you have it, but like, like we have extension cords in the basement. So we just grabbed one of those. That's crazy. I, I would never have thought to do that. Plug the Christmas tree lights in. Like, it doesn't matter. It just has to be an extension cord. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought to do that. Yeah. Uh, So number two for your C-section is that the operating room is freezing cold. And I hate the cold. Um, So I found it frigid. Because you basically have to remember, you're practically naked in this operating room. So you're basically wearing nothing. You're wearing that little that little hospital gown. So like when you're getting the epidural and stuff or the uh, spinal block, whatever you're, you can do it with an epidural. Um, But whatever you're having done to freeze yourself, like you're sitting there freezing your ass off too. Um, So, and I remember like getting the spinal block and I was like shaking a little bit. Like I I felt like I was shaking Um, and it just had to do with me being cold. It wasn't me being nervous. It was cold. So it is very cold in there. Um, number three. Hold on. Uh, but with yep. it being cold, there's nothing that you can do with it. Like no, just, just to mentally prepare you know, yourself. Yeah. You just know you're basically walking into, you know, a very a cold environment. Yeah. Feels like a walk-in fridge. Um, so number three. Um, when I was lying on the table, having the babies delivered, all of a sudden I started shaking and I thought something was wrong. And luckily the anesthesiologist was sitting there and she noticed and I'm going, I'm shaking. And she's like, Oh, she's like, don't worry. She's like, it's just the adrenaline. So you probably will shake uh, while you're on the table. And I thought I was like coming right off the table. I was shaking so bad with the twins. I didn't shake as much with Caroline, but I still did. And no one mentioned the shaking. So like I, I'm lying here in surgery thinking something's wrong. Meanwhile, nothing was wrong. It was totally normal. And it was just adrenaline? It was just the adrenaline, yeah, from everything happening. So, but yeah, like I, I when I look at the video, because we did film the boys with the GoPro, I, you would have thought 
that like nothing was happening because you can't see anything. But like, I thought like I was like coming off the table. Um, okay. So, so yeah, no, one, no one mentioned that. Um, so number four is when you get the spinal block or even any uh, anesthetic, um, it can make you feel nauseous. So for me, both times, as soon as I got the spinal block, I thought I was going to puke. And um, the first time when I was having the twins, I said, oh, I said, I feel like I'm going to puke. And she said, oh, she said, I can give you gravel. So then when I went to have Caroline, I knew I would probably feel nauseous. I said to the, the anesthesiologist, I'm going to need gravel. And then uh, as soon as uh, she gave it to me, I'm like, uh, where's the gravel? And she's like, oh, you mean you wanted it now? I'm like, yes, I want it now. Like, I knew this was probably going to happen. Who this is your first day? Like, come on, yeah, give me so the gravel. I'm, I am like lying strapped down on this table with a bucket near my head and this other nurse trying to like comfort me. I'm like, and she's like, it's okay if you puke. You just puke into the bucket. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? But um, just be aware that you might feel nauseous and they can give you something. So if you feel nauseous, just say, I need gravel or something. I feel nauseous. So what do you said? Like, the nurse trying to comfort you all I could imagine was uh Wayne's World <laughs> the movie of Wayne's World at the beginning oh was totally yeah. off topic and he's like if you're gonna spew and he takes out a folded Dixie cup but he says if you're gonna spew spew into this that's I what totally I don't remember that that's what I visualize right now yeah Garth is like if you're gonna spew spew into this and it's a little <laughs> folded Dixie yeah. cup. I haven't watched that movie in forever and I like own both of them and it's such a classic movie yeah, especially I, being Canadian because Mike Myers, like, yeah. Okay, He's sorry. Off topic again. Yeah. But, okay. uh, so we're at number five. Number five. So after you have the surgery, um, you're like all hooked up to everything. You got a catheter in. So uh, usually, like, the catheter comes out, I think, like 12 hours ish after your surgery. And then once that happens, um, they're going to want you, you need to get up right away and walk around and, um, you need to take this very, very, very slowly, um, because it is hard, um, which it sounds crazy because like you were walking earlier and then you had the surgery and now, now you're not, <laughs> um, but it can be very painful if you get up too fast. Um, and everything, because you've just been lying around, um, just, it's very awkward and you're kind of like sore. Um, so when you get up, like get up really slowly, have somebody help you. Um, but just know that it, you have to do it really slowly so you don't hurt yourself. So, okay. So this is like maybe an ignorant question, but yep. After the surgery, so you said like get up slowly and it might be sore. Well, yeah, it would be, I would think that it would be insanely sore, but yeah. what type of like wrapping or bandaging? Like, do you have full belly wrapping or is it just like kind of a big piece of gauze that's stuck on you and how does it stay on? So, uh, well, our hospital uses dissolvable stitches um, and then there is like tape that they put over top of it. So it's like... <laughs> Looks kind of like skin, Frankenstein, Frankenstein tape. tape. Okay. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a clear Frankenstein tape. And what they do is they tape over the incision, so like tape over it, and then they tape down too. Okay, so, so across down. your belly and then yeah. up and then from top down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's not very big. Um, 
but uh yeah when you get up it's just yes you had surgery but like I wasn't expecting the whole like kind of like sore muscle slash um yeah it's basically like when you've been in bed for a full day like it's kind of awkward to get up and then the other thing is too like because you had the surgery you're kind of like I, I felt like I was like hunched over right like I couldn't stand up straight which is kind of weird too was that because you yeah. were afraid to stand up straight or you just like no, eventually, couldn't eventually I probably could have done it but it just like it feels like you're you need to be hunched over it's kind of weird and then eventually you slowly start to like stand up right so yeah. That's terrifying, to be honest. Like, it, it totally isn't, and um, it was just kind of awkward. It was more awkward than anything. But so when this it, is happening, are you doing it by yourself, or do you have a nurse like trying to help you along the way? Um, so the first time, I believe I had the nurse help us too, and then the second time, I did it with Keith, I believe. Because you're like, yeah, I'm a pro. I don't need. I don't need to wait around for a nurse. I yeah. know what I'm doing. Well, no, they took it all out, and I think they offered, but they're so busy that I was like, we've already done this once, so Keith can just help me do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and he he was great with the whole thing. So we uh, we basically he got me out of bed and then I have to like think of what happened got out of bed and I walked to the bathroom is what happened so I would walk up to the bathroom and then like you go back and you sit down and then you like walk a little bit more so it's just you just need to take baby steps like getting back into walking and doing things right and you literally um, are taking baby steps because you have to go so slowly yeah at first you do like, like you don't want to like hurt anything you don't want to like split anything open and then like you you get into the groove of it after a little bit but I just find the first like day is kind of like taking it a little bit slow so so okay so I'm totally fascinated by this because we've never ever talked about this at all so I'm totally and I I don't (laughs) believe I've ever talked to any of my other people who like friends who have had c-sections about this but so what I imagine is like I am seeing the women walking in like the maternity ward postnatal, like um, after postpartum. Yeah. And like, I, I'm imagining the women who are like hardly moving, like hold bracing onto the wall as they're walking like down the hall somewhere. Yeah. That, that, they're probably are the ones, they're probably the ones who are the C-section. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the day after I had Caroline, mom and I walked down to um, the nursery because uh, the pediatrician was in and it was the pediatrician that, uh, that the boys had. And because they were twins, they had to go to the pediatrician all the time. So I really liked this doctor. And so I'm like, oh, because it's her, I'll go down to the nursery. Because when I was in surgery, she was like, oh, hi. Like, she was like happy to see me, right? And because uh, she was the pediatrician that was there the day of the surgery. And then the next day, she followed up. And um, so because it was her, I shuffled all the way down to the nursery. But yeah, I would have been one of the, the shuffling ladies in the hallway. Okay. You can't, you can't just get up and walk. Like, you got to take it slow. So, mm-hmm. and that totally like... I guess you, I kind of expected it because yeah, you had surgery, but like, I didn't think it was going to, going to feel as awkward as it did. So, 
Interesting. Yeah, but okay. nothing wrong with that and better to take it slow and be safe. So okay. thank you for answering all those random like <laughs> yeah. questions that pop in my head. Cause oh, hey, I, if, you're, if you have them, other people probably have them too, right? Yeah. Like but. fascinated by it. Okay. Um, so, number so number six. six yeah. Um, so because you're in bed for a while, like you probably be a little bit swollen. So like my feet were not swollen the entire time I was pregnant with the twins, but because I was lying in bed for like 12 hours, they, sw- they completely like swole up and like, I didn't have any ankles, like, which was like crazy. So they were really swollen. And I totally didn't expect that because I thought like, yeah, when you're pregnant, they swell up, but I didn't realize that afterwards because you're not mobile that you'd swell up too. So that's number six. Um, I wonder if that happens to other people who are like bedridden or post off. Probably. Yeah. And you all, it's also because like your body's gone through so much and you need more liquids, right? Well, you're hooked up to an IV, right? So yeah. when you're on fluid, your body's retaining it. So even yeah. if you have a catheter, you still yeah. swell more. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, sw- I was swollen and I didn't realize that that would happen. Uh, the other thing I didn't realize, so after the surgery, you're like so hungry. All I wanted was like a hamburger and all I could eat was soup. That is a huge disappointment that you can only eat soup. Oh, it was terrible. Because the thing is, you could puke. So she didn't say I had to eat soup. They they said, you have to take it easy. They recommend you eat soup. Um, Because I'm like, what I really want is a hamburger. (laughs) And they're like, well, we wouldn't recommend that because you'll probably (laughs) puke. So I was like, "Mm, don't want to puke. So I uh, ended up. They so the hospital when I had the boys, it was uh, I had them at like 4:40, and then um, it wasn't till like 7:30 that I made it back up to my my room. So the dinner has had already gone. So uh, my parents actually went to Farm Boy, our favorite uh, <laughs> grocery store, which is kind of yeah. near the hospital, yeah. and uh, bought me uh, bought me this massive thing of soup, like the big. I know what I know what junk you're talking yeah. about. I, I totally ate the entire thing. Like, well, you hadn't eaten all day though, right? Because you can't eat pre-op. So actually I was able to eat, uh, I had some toast that morning. Um, cause the doctor, he called me, uh, at seven 30 and said, you have to be done eating by eight o'clock because you need to come to the hospital at one 30. So because it was later in the day, I was able to, um, to eat something so I had toast and then I had uh had soup and then the next day I could eat a little bit more so but yeah right your first meal's got to be like soup so well, that um, is a disappointment it is a disappointment and um know where you want to get the soup from because uh you know even if it's someone bringing it from home just uh plan on your soup yeah because like so many people plan like their first post-delivery meal. Like, what am I going to eat? Because I haven't been able to eat all this food. Yeah. What are you going to eat? And then you're like, I'm going to have a <laughs> soup is not on the list. Soup. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it would have been like brie cheese or something. Like, mm. ugh, I love brie cheese. Can't eat brie cheese, but 
when you're pregnant, but love green cheese. Yes, so, we do love green cheese. Yeah, but I really did. I craved like a hamburger, which I don't eat a lot of meat, so it's kind of funny that that's what I would want. Um, but I think I had to do with like, I don't know, just all I, that's funny that you say you wanted stuff. a ham. It's yeah. funny that you said you wanted a hamburger because after Freya, um, my first meal was a Big Mac. And like, I don't often eat McDonald's or like Big Macs. And yeah. I was just like, I want a Big Mac. So yeah. we went out. Hamburger. Like, yeah. yeah. I think my brother and my dad went out and picked it up and, and brought back Big Macs for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was Celeb- so celebratory good. food, the celebratory Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get one with Finn. I didn't get any post meal. But actually, I will say, I, I didn't get like a celebratory like post meal for Finn. But I did have soup. <laughs> the that was the first thing I ate. Oh, I did have soup by choice because, but I also was just not in the headspace of like eating. No, that was that was at this uh, at this second hospital. So, but it was yeah. a really good soup. Like I ended up eating there every meal while we were at that stay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did actually have soup. <laughs> you had soup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I got soup for both times. So, and it's funny. Um, so when Caroline was born, I'm like, I want the exact same soup from Farm Boy. And what soup, what flavor, what, do you know, remember it was what it was? Yeah, uh, butternut squash. Oh, yeah. The because it was fall. They were both yeah. born in fall. So I'm like, get me the butternut squash. So, yeah. It is a really good soup. It is. So at least it was a good soup that I got. But uh, I wasn't really thinking it would just be soup that I would get. I thought, and, didn't think it would be a hamburger that I'd be eating afterwards, but yeah, soup it was. Soup is a bit of a disappointment. Man, we can talk about soup a long time. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your number eight? Eight. I'm just... Uh, I'm oh, on your list. Uh, yeah, I'm looking on my list. I have to keep post-it notes on my computer. Um, so number eight is you're going to need help showering for the first time at the hospital. So at the hospital, they'll make you shower. And um, so Keith had to help me shower because number one, like I remember the whole walking thing that we were just talking about. Well, um, you're not really standing up all the way in the shower and stuff either. At least I wasn't when I was getting showered. Um, So he was there to like, kind of like, hold me a little bit like just kind of make sure that I wasn't going to fall and hand me stuff so you'll probably need a little bit of help showering for the first time well it's funny it's so I'm like I said to him I'm like this is so sweet that you're helping me shower (laughs) it's it's actually so that was totally on my list when we yeah Yeah. but I will I can replace it with something else but because um, with Freya, after Freya, I was able to, I showered by myself. I did shower by myself on Freya, um, because my epidural had worn off yeah. enough that I could go in and I had full, I had feeling and I was okay. Um, but Peter had to help me with showering after Finn because I was so frozen and I needed to get moving, um, mm-hmm. because I needed to prove that I could be I could leave and um so I was like I'm gonna have a shower and so the nurse the shower didn't work in our in that deliver in my delivery room so I had to go to another room the room like two rooms down that was empty and 
the nurse was like, okay, you have to stay in here because like, you're not past, you technically can't feel your legs, even though I was able to walk in very carefully. And, um, I remember, like, I remember showering and Peter having to stand there and Peter, obviously, because Freya was by her, I was by myself with Freya that like nobody saw how much blood, how much I was bleeding the first time. And so oh. I was standing there and like, like, and I, but I couldn't turn around. I couldn't wash my leg, the back of my leg. And like, I had blood on, on my bum and my back and everything or on my back of my leg. And so he had to like scrub my leg as I was still bleeding in the shower. And I, yeah. I remember saying to him, like, you're going to go to work tomorrow. And because of situation, because of our situations, Peter takes time off when we get home, not when I have the baby. So he, um, we know that like he goes to work usually the, the next day or the next work day after I have, I have one of the kids. And, and I said, you're going to go to work tomorrow. And people are going to be like, so what'd you do on the weekend? And you, instead of saying like, oh, I had a baby yesterday, it's going to be, I had to wash the blood off running <laughs> off my, my wife's leg. <laughs> but I remember being like, this is like a really, you know, an important moment in a relationship when <laughs> you can like let your partner just walk wash you, you, wash your yeah. blood off, yeah. off you without any like. Well, in all fairness, in all fairness, you did just birth his child. That's true. So, that's true. Yeah. Like, the reason why you're bleeding is him. Yeah. <laughs> like that's his fault. But yeah. Um, yeah. Like I remember thinking like being, I remember being really embarrassed that I had to, that he had to witness it. And he was just not phased at all. He was like, I don't care. Like, of course I would do this for you because of what yeah. happened. And yeah, you just gave me a baby. But I remember like being nervous and like, we've been together for, 15 years forever like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like there's no secrets and I was that was a hard thing for me to be like okay I'm just gonna let you wash my legs for me because I couldn't bend over and I couldn't do it but well and I did and I said to Keith like I'm like it, it's just it was such a sweet moment because he like wanted to make sure I was okay and you know he just wanted to make sure that the like he looked at the incision and stuff and mm -hmm. yeah yeah was, it's but I, I totally didn't think that was gonna happen though did you think that would happen no because after Freya like well I guess I had my shower my yeah. first shower after Freya which was glorious I was by myself yeah and the nurse wasn't even in the room like she left and was like oh I'll pop my head in the bathroom like take as long as I'll pop my head in and see you make sure you're okay like and then yeah, she, it was just the like, circumstances sure you're not on the floor like yeah, yeah, but it was just because I was so frozen and I was like, I need to get up and go that I was like, okay. They were like, then you yeah. have to have somebody in there with you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I totally understand like not being allowed to shower by yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and probably I, pretty common. I, well, yeah, but no, it wouldn't be so common with uh, natural birth. I wouldn't think it was just the circumstance with Finn right because if if he was no, born this it was because i was still frozen and i was but that's what i mean because you needed to leave right away with yeah. finn yeah so it was a, kind of a different circumstance but like for c-sections like i would think it would be super common because like you just started walking again and you're that's walking true. slow mm -hmm. and you're kind of a little wobbly 
and um, you're like, I wasn't even like fully standing up, right? Like I felt hunched over because of the whole surgery and trying to do everything with care. So like, I'm thinking it's probably really common with the C-section. And how long after was your shower? I don't remember. I want to say it was probably the next day. Okay. So I had her on the, I had Caroline on the 16th. I think it was the next day, 17th. Yeah. Because you can shower like right away, pretty much hmm. once you're, oh. once you're standing up and stuff. I guess because you're using dissolvable stitches and yeah. Yeah. can get wet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so number nine is you'll need help when you get home. So for the first six weeks, Keith didn't let me change any diapers. So he was home for a couple weeks and if he was home, he wouldn't let me change any diapers. And then like my parents were helping out and um, they, no one let me change any diapers. And the whole thing was they didn't want me to be like bending over and pull something or like be changing the kids in an awkward way where I didn't heal properly. Like our goal was just to have me heal and be okay. So like, Little things like that other people could do, so I wasn't doing them. So um, that actually ended up being, uh, like, I think a huge help because I wasn't, I wasn't uh, straining anything, trying mm-hmm. to do stuff, right? So, um, yeah, so you will need help when you get home. And if, if let whoever help you as much as you can because um, your goal is to heal and heal well, so... That's my number nine. And then number 10, I have a list of five things you don't know that you're going to need. So you have a sub list Uh, within the list? Yeah, yeah. So these these are number 10 are the odd things that you're going to need. So number one, you're going to need stool softeners because um, your first first few poos are going to hurt if you don't have a stool softener. So buy stool softeners. The second thing you're going to need are granny panties. So invest in some really comfy granny panties (laughs) because um, you can't wear like a bikini cut or anything because of where your incision is going to be. So you're probably going to be wearing granny panties for a good year just to let everything heal properly. Uh, At least that's what I ended up doing. Um, Number three, um, I know with uh, vaginal bursts, they have like a squirt bottle that you can use to like... A peri bottle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need some sort of squirt bottle or peri bottle to clean yourself even after having uh, a C-section because it's really awkward to wipe your bum, <laughs> which you don't think of. It's easier to squirt with a squirt bottle and clean yourself than it is to wipe, especially when you have like stitches and stuff. So invest in some sort of squirt bottle or a peri or bottle. Take it from the hospital. Yeah, exactly. And it was actually one of the nurses at the hospital the first time when I had the boys that was like... Uh, I know that you had a C-section, but she's like, this is so much easier to clean yourself. And then when with Caroline, no one said it, but I remembered it from the first time. So yeah, you're going to need that. Uh, the other thing you're going to need are extra long pads. So not only are you going to need it for the bleeding, but you also need it to put over top of your incision. Your incision is going to be a little bit um, sensitive for at least a couple weeks. Um, so I was putting pads over top of my incision. and then. Um, when I took the pads off, um, it like the one time I did it or I forgot to put one on and it bled a little bit like the where it was. 
Um, so you just do that so that it's not irritating the, um, the uh, incision and the really thick cheap ones are actually the best ones for that. Not like the flat so cushiony. Ones. Yeah. Cause they're really cushiony. So get the cheap thick ones for that. And then you'll want extra long, extra absorbent ones for the blood that comes out. And, um, it's not quite as much blood if you have as, as if you had a vaginal one, cause they do kind of clean you out a bit, but it is, you still have quite a bit of blood. So let me just clarify there. So yeah. when you're talking about like bleeding, you're not talking bleeding from your incision. You mean like postpartum bleeding? Yeah. You're still going to have the postpartum bleeding. It's just not as bad. So you need the, you need the thick extra long ones to put over top of your incision, but then you're going to need like a regular pad, like super absorbent always or whatever brand, um, uh, just to catch the blood that comes out of your hoo-ha. So yeah, cause you, you got that. You don't want blood coming out of, uh, the incision. Although, um, like I said, the one time that I forgot to to put a pad on it irritated a little bit and there was like little specks of blood on the underwear and I was like oh I guess I'm not ready to to forego the uh the cushion the cushion pads right um so uh yeah so I I wore those for probably a few weeks just over top of the incision so um and then my number five is in my sub list is an uh, abdominal binder um so this, with the, the incision, well, it helps everything kind of go back to normal. Um, but with the surgery, like it kind of holds things together. So like when you cough and sneeze and stuff, it won't hurt as much because there's already a bit of pressure there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I'm trying to think what the one I was, Belly Fit, I think it was. It was a Canadian brand that I had and it was, it was good. I, I liked it. So, so it's specifically like a postpartum belly binder? Binder, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you can find them online. There's a whole bunch of different brands. I I think I've seen them even at like maternity clothing stores too. Yeah, probably. But it's, like just, that little it's just wellness a wrap section. and it just kind of keeps things together and um, it's supposed to help you heal inside too. So um, definitely recommend getting one of those. So those are my top five, my top five things you need. Stool, stool softeners, granny panties, squirt bottle, extra long pads, and abdominal binder. Okay. So I have a bonus thing that totally blows my mind that I remember you telling me. So I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. Depending on your incision, that the healing, you will have a bigger knot. Is it a bigger knot on one side, depending on if your surgeon, if your doctor is left or right-handed? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is it the knot? It depends how they stitch you up. Yeah, Yeah. and it all depends on if they're left or right-handed. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain that a little more? Because like I know I haven't fully explained. Okay, so um, yeah, this is just kind of a random C-section fact. But um, so depending on if you have a left-handed or right-handed doctor, so. Uh, my knot actually with Caroline actually came off. So I had to go in and our doctor cauterized it for me. But he was the one who told me when I did it, he said he knew exactly what side I had a little bit of bleeding on um, and where it had come undone because he's like, because I believe he's right-handed. So he's like, well, I'm right-handed. So it's on your right side or whatever. Does that make sense? So when they, when depending on where they stand to stitch you up, right. It, 
depends on determines where the knot is to tie off the stitches. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So it'll be a little bit bigger on that one side or it's harder to heal on that side. No, it's just, uh, if, if it's going to come undone, if the stitches, like if mm, the, that's it. the knot is going to come undone, it's going to come undone on that side because that's where they, that's where they finish based mm -hmm. on how they have to sew you up based on if they're left-handed or right-handed. Yeah. So. That always kind of blows my mind every time I think of it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. it just depends on what they're left or right-handed. Yeah. So I had to get, so he just cauterized it on the one side just to tie it off which you totally can't even tell that that happened now but mm. yeah so if it's going to come undone it'll come undone where the knot is okay yeah that's awesome so thank you for that list I think that's it cover I like that it covers like the surgery and aftercare I think that's a really good way to like break it up um so yeah thank you yeah, it was just the stuff that I wish that I had kind of known and was surprised by some of it. So hopefully there'll be no surprises um, if uh, you have a, a C-section. Yeah. Okay. So I think we'll leave it there. And if anybody has any uh, questions or suggestions for other uh, episodes, please feel free to send us a DM on Instagram, follow us on Facebook at at Best Life Moms Club. I can't even keep track of everything. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, send us a comment through that pregnancy podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, but feel free to, uh, if you have any questions, send us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And we will see you again and talk to you in another episode.